Glory be to God. Ah, glory. Ah, stay in that atmosphere. Come hungry, come expecting in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, man. I want to thank you all for your prayers. Okay, Pastor Joseph, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come up and speak tonight. God bless y'all. I mean, I got to tell you something. Isn't it? Ooh, glory. I mean, man, when the Lord started telling me about that, about praise, you talk about running around the house. Oh, man. But I just want to thank you all for your prayers. My brother got born again. Okay? He got born again. Right? <clears throat> now, this is interesting because on prayer night, we were coming in, and one of the things that were coming out a couple weeks ago before I left was, is spirit-filled words, right? Give us the spirit words, right, to say. So that's why, you know, that's, Lord, give me the words to say. And so I went out, and I'm walking, and I'm just praising the Lord, and I'm out walking. Some of you all see me out there walking around, and um, I'm just praying, praising, spending time with the Lord. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord comes to you. Oh, man, that's his part of the covenant. That's his part of the covenant. He said, I will take it to the Father, and he'll speak to you, the Holy Spirit, right? And uh, he said, Tell him he's been hearing the wrong thing about Jesus. Whoever's talked to him about Jesus, that ain't the right, that's not right. And so I called him on the phone before I left, and I said, Brother, I heard this from the Lord. I don't know what you've been hearing about Jesus, or I don't know who's been telling you who Jesus is, but whatever they've been saying to you, it's wrong. And I mean, it did something to him. And we went back and we visited with him. And I got to tell you something. We just, you know, like Jesus, when he walked into the temple, that first day we were there, you know, I just, we just prayed, you know, just walked around. But that last day we were there, we just began to praise the Lord. Right there in his house, we just began to praise the Lord. And the presence of God came in. And, uh, oh, I'm telling you, man, I started talking about blind Bartimaeus. Oh, my goodness. How he took those rags off and threw them on the ground and started calling Jesus by his covenant name. Son of David, have mercy. Have hesed on me. You know, oh, and Jesus stops in his tracks. Bring that man here. I'm doing my part of the covenant. That's what Jesus is saying. Somebody's calling me the covenant keeper, the covenant maker, right? That's what he's calling me. He's calling me the covenant man. Yes, what can I do for you? He throws that old shabby clothes. I ain't a shabby man anymore. I don't have to beg anymore. I don't have to be blind anymore. And he came up to Jesus. What do you want? I want my sight. Be healed. And what did he tell him? Your faith is what made you whole. Hey, those words we were singing, faith. Pastor Joseph talked about this on Sunday. Faith, obey, trust, right? Standing. Those are covenant words. Covenant words. When you understand that you're in a relationship with God, when you understand that Jesus in John 14, 15, 16, and 17 is laying out the terms of the covenant and telling you how the covenant's going to operate. He even said in John 17 when he prayed, he showed how the covenant was going to operate. He even said, I'm going to go to the Father. I'm going to send you the same comforter. That's what it means in the Greek, the exact same thing. No different, the same one. You see me doing all these things? Pastor Nett was saying that on Monday night we were praying. You're going to go out and do greater things. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. We're going to be one. We're going to be a body. You're going to be my hands. You're going to be my eyes. You're going to be my ears. You're going to be my mouth. Oh, my. And we're going to walk together. And you ain't ever going to be alone. And you talk about standing. You're going to stand. And you're going to yield. And you're going to surrender. Oh, my goodness. And Jesus lays out the term of the covenant. All those verses right there before he goes. He lays it right out and tells you what he's going to do and promises you, I'm going to be in the Father. And the Father's going to be in me. And we're going to come and we're going to be in you. And we're going to manifest ourselves in you. Oh, 
my goodness. When I read that, I didn't mean God's going to live inside of me. You, I, I looked at that thing. I was, no, whoa. And, oh, man, I tell you what, when I read that thing, you can't convince me anymore. And when I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, oh, look out, devil. Look out, devil, man. Talk to the, talk to the feet, devil, right? Talk to the hands in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, my covenant keeper is with me now. He's with me. I'll never be alone again. So now what? We're inside out people. Okay, so something happens, all right? So the devil's coming or there's something going on. That's all right. That's all right. I just sit back and just wait for the word from the Holy Spirit. I'll start praising him. I'm going to, hey, man, look what happened with Paul and Silas. I'm going to start praising him. I know sooner or later I'm going to get a word from the Lord. Oh, watch out, devil, when I get it. Because he doesn't know. He, he, all he thinks it is is Jesus. When you start speaking those words of faith, when you know who you are and who you are in Christ Jesus, and you begin to speak those words, man, the devil, he thinks it's Jesus. Oh, I mean, he's like, it's Jesus coming out of you. And he flees. Hallelujah. So glory be to God. I want you to do something else. There's two, two individuals. What's the, what do we do in church, right? We make winners in life, right? First John 5, 4, right? Those that are born of God, they're the ones that overcome the world, right? The ones that are born of God. We're the ones that overcome the world. Faith is what overcomes the world, right? And you're supposed to make disciples, right? Well, I have, the, I have the opportunity to go get to minister a lot in prisons, and so I get disciples, and they start writing back, right? Now, you're part of this, okay, because the things that we send them come from your prayers, all right? And I got two letters here. This one's from uh, Curtis Joseph. Okay, now, Curtis Joseph, interesting guy, African-American guy, right? Big, tough guy. Big guy. I mean, stocky and bright. He can play linebacker, right, for TC. This guy is big, right? And um, maybe Ohio State, right? And he's a big dude. And uh, we're sitting there at that table. And, I mean, all of a sudden, the presence of the Lord just shows up. And I love when I watch the Holy Spirit work on somebody. Man, when you go out and the Lord sets up an encounter for you and you let the Holy Spirit flow and move, and you just watch him work in front of you, that's what the Bible says. You're going to be a witness. John 17, when you start reading all that. And in 15, 16, you start reading that. The Holy Spirit's going to be the witness for you. He's going to do the work, right? So you just sit there and you just watch. And I mean, big old tears just come in that guy's eyes. And he calls me over. And we go back over in, in a quiet place, right? And he's like, man, what's going on? I'm sensing all this stuff. You know, I said, that's the Holy Spirit. I said, you want him to come inside you? You want to get born again? He said, yeah. So we accepted Jesus, okay? He's getting out on the 19th. So he sent a letter. I, I sent him one of Dr. Savell's book, The Forces of Life, and I just sent him one that you can have favor in your life, right? So we sent that to him, right? And he sent a letter back all excited, and he's getting out, okay? So I just released my faith with yours when this, when this gentleman gets out. Now, he said he's going to go down to Houston when he gets out. Lord, I thank you for putting the right people in his path. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for favor for this man. I thank you for favor, 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 Lord. I thank you for talking to this man in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading him. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you because you make winners in life. Thank you. And this other guy, his name is Heath. A real interesting guy, right? Um, got to meet him down at the Tarrant County Prison. And... Uh, yeah, the guy gets born again. You know, it gets exciting when after about three months, four months of ministering to somebody, and then they start preaching the word to you, and you start coming in, and they start telling you about what they've been reading in the Bible, and they start telling you about the blessings of the Lord, and then they start praying for you. And I'm just sitting there like, go ahead, brother. Yeah, what you got? And I mean, every word coming out of his mouth is faith-filled, spirit-filled with the word of God. And you're like, wow, Lord. Mm. 
this guy wanted a, a New Living Translation Bible, right? And uh, I, there was a big sale going on for Easter a couple weeks ago. And so I went out and got that for him. Got his name on it. Sends a big old letter back thanking us in the ministry for our prayers. And he says, man, I felt like Christmas. It's got my name on it and everything. Big old study Bible. You know, those guys are in there, and they're teaching other people about Jesus. These guys are leading people to the Lord. And I'm just telling you, ah, is God good or what? Tell you what, Pastor, that's right. Wednesday nights, I tell you what, you you can do more with a Wednesday night group than you can do with about 3,000, 4,000 people. I'm telling you. Really, I mean, when you get a group, oh, man, I'm telling you, in the military, when you get a group of guys that know what they're doing, you can take on a whole division three, four times bigger than you. I mean, you can take things on and just wipe it off the map because you're, you're determined and you're focused and you make your stand. And uh, glory be to God. I, I love you all. Thanks for, for letting me minister tonight. Um, Pastor Justin, when he was praying on, on, on one of the Monday nights a couple weeks ago, he started talking about mending, you know, mending your nets, mending your nets, mending your nets, mending your nets. Man, I tell you what, when Pastor Justin said that, I went home and said, all right, Lord, it's time to go back. It's time to go back and mend my net. It's time to go back and go over some of the scriptures and some of the things that, that I had done when I first got born again, right? And so I went back and started doing that. And I got to tell you something, it's just been joyful ever since. So what I want to talk about is tonight is the abundance of the heart, right? And before we do, oh, we got to read the word from Dr. Savell. This was to us. This was to us. A new era has begun. Aren't you glad we're in the last days? Aren't you glad you're on the team? Here, devil, see if you can hit this. Whoa, and you're throwing. I mean, the devil's the one that's losing right now. I'm on, we're the ones on the mound. We're up like three gazillion to nothing, and the devil's up trying to bat, and he's just shaking there, and you're throwing fastballs at him. And Here, hit this curveball, devil. Woo, and you're throwing that thing at him, right? And you're just giving him the word and just watching him. Ooh, you're in a new era, folks. More and more signs and wonders will be seen in 2021. That tells me that we as a body of Christ are together in unity. That tells us we're going together because more and more signs, greater works will be done, right? Because I'm going to the Father and you're going to go out. So we're going to be doing these things. Man, we're going to be ushering in the coming of Jesus. We're going to have eternity to tell the rest of of eternity we're going to be telling mankind, I was there. We got to be the last people. We got to be the ones that usher in Jesus, man. Oh, man. I'm telling you. For those of you who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. They'll see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth, and they'll prosper and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow. That's what they'll see. I'm telling you, it's all over the Bible. That's your heritage. That's who you are. Your abundance and overflow. Oh, man. I'll bring it to pass because of their love and their obedience to me. No longer will their enemy have the upper hand, for my spirit is moving, and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I plan, so rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it and receive it and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news, by what they say, right? With me on your side, how can you lose? I don't care how God's going to do it. I just know he's going to come by it right, you know. Even if he has to change creation, even if he has to make a miracle, he'll do it. I mean, he stopped the moon, right? I mean, not the moon, but the sun. He stopped the sun. 
they're fighting one day. He's getting ready to Sabbath coming, right? They're sitting there fighting the, the Israelites, and he stopped the sun, right? He made it go backwards for another guy, for another prophet. I'm, I'm telling you, glory be to God. All right, Lord, you can change creation if that's what it takes. Amen. I mean, he's the supreme God of the universe, right? Hmm. So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass, and great things will I do. And what I want to focus on, again, is about heeding his voice and obeying his word, right? And then getting to experience that goodness and that power and seeing the faithfulness come bursting forth and flourishing, right? And so what I want to do tonight is I just want to talk about your heart, okay? The heart, right? Because everything's inside first before it goes out. You want to change the situation, change what's on the inside first, and then you'll watch and see everything change on the outside, right? I mean, that's one of the first things I learned when I got born again. So this is one of my favorite scriptures. So... I want you to understand first, Father, I'm first going to start out with a prayer. I told the Lord I would, so thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for the words that we're going to speak tonight. The words that you're going to bring in tonight from your word. We're going to read your word, Father, and I thank you that it's going to be kingdom, heaven, principles that are going to come into them, Lord. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, because you're going to start talking to them. And you're going to start opening eyes and ears and you're going to start manifesting yourself when they hear these words, Lord, because it comes straight from you. And so we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> when you read the Bible, okay, understand that this is you and the Lord coming together when you open these pages and you begin to read this. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the whole kingdom of heaven, they're right there with you when you read this word. And they promise that if you meditate on this, they'll, if you're, you know, right? Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. You will be filled, right? And think of a mama bird feeding the baby bird, right? I mean, he's going to give it to you mouth to mouth, spirit to spirit. I mean, that's how the Hebrews said it when I was reading it one time. And they were talking about that, and it just got me all excited. So when you read this word, you and God are coming together, okay? Covenant coming together. <laughs> oh, what kind of father doesn't want to teach his kid, right? Mm, he's teaching you how to be like him. Mm, it just ooh, thrills me. Proverbs 24. We're going to go to Proverbs 24. And we're going to go over to verse 30 to 34. And I'm going to use the King James Version. I, I, I just got so used to using it. I'll use other Bibles to help me, you know, understand it. But when I minister, I, I, I just seem to like the King James Version when I do it. But Proverbs 24, and we're going to go to verse 30 and to 34. Okay, oh, there it is. There's the first one up there. All right, verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful. Okay, so here's Solomon. He's going out. Okay, he's out for a cruise, right, in the chariot going out. And uh, he has an outward reaction to something that he sees outwardly, right? He goes by this field, okay? And he noticed that this vineyard of a man void of understanding. And that word, you got to understand, and the word understanding in the Hebrew is, they call it lave. And, and what it is, is it means a heart condition. So this guy's got a heart condition, okay? He says he knows, he realizes what's going on here is something that's going on in the person's heart, right? And so he goes by this field, and man, this thing's growing all over. Thorns, in verse 30, 31, thorns growing all over it, right? Needles. Covering the face thereof, oh, and the stone wall is broken down. Okay. Remember what Hosea 4, 6 said, right? My people perish for a lack of that skillful knowledge, right? Because they've rejected God, right? Mm. 
you're going to start seeing how this is. You know, there's something going on in their inner being. They're rejecting, they're rebelling the word. They're knocking those walls down. And what happens when a wall goes down? What does the enemy do when a wall goes down? He's going to come in, isn't he, right? And so he starts talking about that. But well, I'll get to that later. Thanks, Lord. Okay. But then he goes to verse 32. And he says he sees it and he considers it well. Now, I want you to notice he's not alone in this observation. He's not alone in what's going on here. The Lord shows up and begins to teach him. Okay? Oh, this is so powerful. The Lord begins to talk to him. You see this wall, Solomon? Yeah. Why do you think it's broken down? You see all these, all these weeds and thorns in the field? Why do you think it's there, Solomon? What's going on in the inside of that man, Solomon? The Lord is talking to him. Notice that. Notice the Lord's doing his part of the covenant. Okay? He's talking to him. Solomon sees now with God's eyes. He's hearing God's voice. He's actually seeing something now through the eyes of the covenant, through the eyes of the Father, right? Through the eyes of the Lord. He looks upon it and he receives instruction, okay? That word in the Hebrew is musar. It means discipline, instruction. It, it means uh, correction, covenant correction from God, okay? God is giving him skillful knowledge right now. And uh, I laugh and I joke with the Lord because a lot of times the Holy Spirit, when he's talking to you, he's giving you skillful knowledge, all right? He's talking to you, trying to tell you how to do something, how to react to something, how to say to something, right? The situation that's going on in front of you, what to say, what to do. That's the Lord talking to you. That is the supernatural going on right in on the inside of you, right? And so he receives this instruction from the Lord. And the Lord begins to sleep to him. Just a little bit of sleep, right? Just a little bit of slumber. Just a little bit of the folding of the hands. Your heart is a garden, folks. Your heart is a garden. See this. Your heart is a garden, okay? What are you letting in your ears? What are you letting in your eyes? Check your mouth what's coming out because what's coming out of your mouth is telling you what you're letting in your ears, your eyes, and letting in your ears, Okay? What, what have you done to your heart? Okay, what are you doing right now? Specifically with this prophetic word that we're getting. Specifically with these words, okay? Notice that. So he sees, he considers it well, right? And um, Paul said something in Galatians where he says, God is not mocked, right? What a man sows, that's what he's going to reap, right? I mean, if you're going to sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption, right? And if you sow to the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ, you're going to receive that fruit, right? Okay. So this is what the Holy Spirit was talking to me. Your inner person, which is the very core of your being, okay? Your spirit is where your garden is. It's a garden, okay? It's a garden. You were designed to be a garden, okay? It's your well. It's what connects you to the source of life. Okay, you're going to connect to something. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. So there's other vines out there that you can connect to. Okay, there's other sources you're going to connect to. So what you're connecting to, that's going to be the fruit you're going to start producing, right? So your heart is a reproduction center, okay? What you put in it is what's going to come out. It's that simple, okay? <laughs> so you can't put words, visions, thoughts, right? You can't use these things that are contrary and opposing to the Word of God and expect to get God's results. So what I always like to tell the youth when I go and I get to minister to them or, or and the guys in the prison, 
are you seeing God in your life? No. Well, then you need to check your heart. Because if you're not seeing God producing in your life, if you're not seeing the manifestations of the fruit coming in your life, something's going on, okay? So check your roots, right? Check what you're planting in there, right? It makes, and all it takes is just a little bit of adjustments, right? I want us now to go to Proverbs 16. I'm going to give you some a little bit of teaching here now from the Word of God. Okay, we're going to go to Proverbs 16. We're going to go to verse 1. Proverbs 16, verse 1. And there it is up on, there's verse 1. It says, the preparations of the heart in man and the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. That word preparation is condition, right? So the condition of the heart. Now that word heart is the exact same word that Solomon used when he was talking about the wall, about understanding, a man void of understanding, right? That word understanding is the exact same word for heart, the inner man. So the preparations, the understanding, the heart of the inner being of man, that's your responsibility of the covenant right there. That's your part of the covenant. So your part is to praise him. Your part is to get that word in you, to get it down inside your heart. You got the fruit of the Spirit when you got born again. You got it on the inside of you. Learn to develop those forces, right? Learn to develop, make your heart a garden and begin to cultivate those words, okay? Begin to cultivate the word of God. Man, it's going to produce... Jesus is going to come in there. He's going to smell those flowers in your garden. He's going to start eating the fruits of your garden. That's what he said in the Song of Solomon's, right? Ooh, come into my heart. Let those winds blow, Lord, and come taste the choice fruits of my garden. Boy, he's going to come in there, man. And when he sees you walking by the Spirit, and he sees you producing the fruit of the Spirit, and he sees the words of God in you and coming out of you, oh, my goodness, he's going to be in there. He's always in there. But, I mean, he's going to be manifesting. He's going to be showing some things. Things are going to start happening in your workplace, in your job place, in your health, in your property, all of that stuff, right? Powerful, powerful. So um, growth, protection, fruit, quality of the heart, that's your part of the covenant. And the answer or the response of the tongue is from the Lord. And so look at it like this. You release the fruit of your heart with your tongue, okay? Your tongue is an instrument that is designed by God to be used to form and say words to come out of your mouth, right? And so confession is like direction, right? So when you get your tongue yielded over to the Lord, and you begin to connect it to the fruit that's planted down in there, and you begin to speak what's in there, you begin to get the results. Jesus says, if you abide in me, my words will abide in you. And then you'll speak, and you will say, and you will have what you say and what you speak, right? I mean, that's, that's basic Bible principles. You have what you speak, right? And Jesus talks big in Mark chapter 4, and that's a homework assignment for you to, to read over Mark chapter 4 and to go over that and learn about the different types of heart conditions that are in there. But that's what it is. It's an instrument that allows you to release your part of the covenant and the Lord comes in with his part of the covenant, right? His word. He'll tell you what to say. Oh man, he'll tell you what to say. I mean, in a situation, he'll tell you what to say. <laughs> during, the, during the snowstorm, right? Everything's freezing up, okay? Well, our, our plumbing started to freeze up, right? And uh, we, we couldn't get the water to drain, okay? So then... It, um, it's kind of funny because it starts to warm up and it still doesn't drain, okay? So I'm there with the plunger and I'm plunging on the sink for about five or ten minutes straight, just plunging that thing, trying to get that thing to unclog, right? And, all right, Lord, I'm going to use the Word of God for this situation, right? So 
I'm sitting there and I'm praising to, praying to the Lord, and all of a sudden what comes up in me, there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. Ha! Okay, there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. So I'm sitting there plunging, there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed, right? And so I went outside and there's this little drainage out there, and I opened that thing up, you should have seen the stuff coming out of there. It had frozen up. I don't know what went down in there. It was some kind of animal or something got in there, but it came out of there. And that thing was working ever since after that. And I was like, yeah, thank you, Lord. I mean, even the littlest things, you know, that stuff will work. Oh, glory be to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. Hallelujah. Jesus talks about this. Um, I'm just going to read these verse, these scriptures to you. In John 5, 20 through 30, John 8, 26, John 8, 38, John 12, 49, John 14, 2, Jesus is talking about how it's the Lord that's leading me. I only say what the Lord tells me to say. I only do what the Lord tells me to do, right? But let's go to verse 2. So Proverbs 16, verse 2. All the ways, and that word is basically your journey and your actions of man are clean and pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirit. He's going to measure out. He's going to adjust. He's going to examine. He's going to test the quality and the condition of your heart, okay? He's going to test your inner being. He's going to see what kind of fruit's in there, right? That's what he said in Mark 4, right? Okay? So you want to make sure the stuff that's going inside of your heart is what you're producing, the good fruit, right? That's what you want to do. Verse 3 talks about committing. So commit your works unto the Lord, your deeds, your thoughts, your actions, your processes, right? Commit them to the Lord, and all your thoughts are going to be established, okay? The Lord's going to show up. Everything's going to be established. I know this is simple. I know this is basic, but this is what the Lord wanted me to talk about tonight. So what seeds are you allowing inside? This is what harvest or results you're going to get, okay? That's what's flowing out of your well in every situation around you. I call it the tweeze squeeze, right? I mean, it's like a tweezer is what pulls stuff out, right? And the devil comes in, sometimes he'll try to put that squeeze on you. You want to see what you're made out of sometimes, you know? And, you know, he's going to try to put that squeeze on you. But you stand there, it's like, oh, yeah, I love you, Lord. Oh, no, devil, you ain't going to do that to me. It's like, man, this, this hombre is tough. What's up with this guy, you know? He's like, he just backs off and runs away. All right, let's see. Where to, where to go with the Lord next, right? Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Jesus is talking. In verse 18. Matthew 15, 18. And he says, those things which proceed out of the heart of man, right? They come from his, out of the mouth, right? They come from the heart, right? Those are where are going to defile somebody, okay? And I'll think opposite. So if you're putting good things in, what's going to come out? Good things, right? Go to the next verse. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. That's where Paul gets all his stuff in Galatians when he talks about the difference between the flesh and the spirit. That's where he gets all this stuff. I don't know why people think Jesus didn't talk about this. It's right there in the Word of God, right? That's what comes out. I mean, this is what's going on. And he's, notice he's using plural words in there. So it's not just one type of fornication. It's all kinds of stuff of fornication, right? Everything that goes with it. He says, that's what's defiling the guy. It's a heart thing, right? It's a heart issue. It starts on the inside first, and then it goes on the outside. I'm not, you know, I'm not so much interested in what the result of the sin was, I'm interested in the heart, right? And that's why when we go and we talk to the kids in the prisons, and the first thing they come up is marijuana, you know? Look, guys, it's just an instrument, all right? If you want to open the door to other big drugs, and if you want to go in there and you just want the devil and all his buddies to come in and get you the bigger drugs and meaner drugs and tougher drugs, because that's what it is, 
hey, I'm going to look at your heart. It's a heart condition. I ain't interested in the fact that you're in here for marijuana. I'm interested in what got you going for the marijuana. I want to get your heart right. Because if I get your heart right, I know you ain't going to go back to that thing. Because it's dumb and it's stupid. And you already know what it's going to do, right? And they want to pass this stuff and make it legal. Hello? I've seen what it did to my family. I saw what marijuana did to my family, folks. You don't want to know what it did to my family. It opens the door to every kind of drug devil you can think of. It opens the door to... Uh, no, I, forgive me, that's another, that's another topic, but, but amen. But this is a... Um, it's a heart thing, isn't it? And now let's go over to Matthew. I want you to see this also. Go to Matthew chapter 12, and we're going to go to verse 35 and 37. Matthew chapter 12, 35 to 37. Matthew chapter 12, 35 to 37. Trying to condense all this into one. I probably should have just stuck on just one set of verses and do all this. But a good man out of the good treasures of the heart is going to bring forth what? Good things. I mean, stop thinking about that. Do a Selah. Doesn't that get you excited? Think about that. Have you put that treasure of the Word inside your heart? Mm, the stuff that's going to start coming out of you, the things that are going to start happening. Mm. An evil man, of course, out of the evil treasure brings forth, right? Evil fruit, right? Go to verse 36. Now, when Jesus says, I say unto you, I was in the military, okay? So I understand what an order is and the command is. When Jesus says, I say unto you, he's standing there giving you an order, okay? This is an order from Jesus. Oh, Jesus, you know, I do what your word says, you know. Okay, you do what he says, all right? Every word. When you go through the book of Matthew and you go through the Bible, every word, I want you to underline, but I say unto you. I want you to underline, but I say unto you, or I say unto you. Go, go, go underline everything, because I did. Because I went before the Lord one time, and I said, Lord, my heart's good, you know. When I first got born again, I do what you say. And the Lord's like, oh, yeah? Go to Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, okay? And then just go right through all the I say unto you, I say unto you, I say unto you. And are you doing all these things? And I was like, uh, no, Lord, forgive me. So I had, to, I had to repent before the Lord. I say unto you, every idle word that you speak. You're going to give an account of, right, on the day of judgment. I mean, you're going to give account for this stuff, right? Remember Proverbs 16.1? You're the one that's in charge of the condition of your heart, and the Lord's the one that's going to be the response of your mouth. He's going to be watching the response of your mouth. That's what he's looking for. That's what the devil's looking for, too, is the response of your, mar- <laughs> response of your mouth. Got to say that a hundred times fast. All right. So here's, <clears throat> I, I set all this and led all this up for, for this purpose. I'm just going to paraphrase here. In Proverbs chapter 4, the Lord begins to talk about inclining your ear to his word. He begins to start talking to you about protecting your garden. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Watch your mouth. Don't put perverse words in them, right? The Lord is speaking all this in Proverbs chapter 4, right? Tend to my word. Tend to my word. It's life. It's the source of life. It's what, this is where Jesus gets all this, right? He's the one who taught it, you know, to Solomon, it's the Lord that taught it to him, right? So this is coming out of Jesus. Protect that heart. Protect that heart. Protect that heart. Okay. Number one, get intimate with the Lord. Start spending some time with him and examine your heart. So what I did is I took my heart and I went like this. And I just stuck it there. And I remembered what David said in Proverbs, not Proverbs Psalms 19 when he said that, 
Who knows the errors of his heart? He gets really intimate with the Lord. And he says, I don't understand sometimes the errors that are coming, my secret faults, my secret sins, you know. I don't want them to have dominion over me, right? Show them to me, Lord. Show me what I'm doing that's wrong. I want my heart to meditate correctly. I want the, the right fruit in my heart. I want the words coming out of my mouth to be the right words, right? But I need your help to do it. So when I saw that, when I first got born again, at that time I was a captain in the Air Force, um, I just did what was called the love formula. I just started spending time with the Lord. I began to fast, okay? And so I had the, the football ticket, the baseball ticket, the basketball ticket. So I was watching the, the East Coast games, and then I was watching the, the, the Central Coast game, the center games, then I was watching baseball, and I was watching the West Coast games. And then, of course, the NBA comes on, so i got to have the NBA ticket. So I'm watching all the NBA games. Oh, here comes football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday football, you know. I'm watching all I'm not giving the Lord any time, right? I'm giving him maybe five minutes a day, right? And so I'm like, okay, Lord, forgive me. So when I asked the Lord to fast, that was the first thing he told me to fast was sports. And that was, it was a little tough for me right then, but, but I did it. So I get on my hands and knees. And I begin to examine my heart with the Lord. And I begin to just bring it before Him. And uh, I believed He was going to tell me what it was that I needed to do, right? And so as I began to sit there and I began to pray, and I just began to open up my heart, all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me and started telling me about, you all think I'm all nice and cool because I'm, you know, all nice and born again now, but I was a thief before I got born again and patted myself on the back for doing it, right? And uh, he said, you stole from this person, you stole from that person, and uh, oh boy. And so I was like, yes, Lord, I did. And so I was like, you need to pay them back. So I was like, yes. I mean, this, this the very first day I start praying to the Lord, right? And so I get up and I write letters to a couple individuals, and I send them money. And I explain what was going on and how I'm born again, and that was wrong, and so I'm paying this back, you know. Do you know one of them sent the money back and said he forgave me? I, I mean, whoa. I mean, that was, that was just neat. And then the Lord said, remember I told you what I say unto you? Now, this is the heart, right, the condition of the heart, Okay. So, do you remember that person you got in that big argument with? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember those things you said? Yeah. Are you still on talking terms with them? No. <laughs> it's like, but Lord, don't you know what they did to me? Yes, I know what they did to you, but what did I say unto you? I was like, okay, Lord. This is covenant. This is where my part of the covenant comes in. This is where faith comes in. I stand, Right. I stand. You know, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I trust and obey. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to yield to you. So I said, okay. So I forgive the person. I call these other people up. I forgive them. Okay? Isn't it interesting how your enemies become your friends when you get born again? Isn't it real interesting? That was the first thing that happened to me when I got born again. I learned how to love. I never knew how to love. And, uh, ooh, boy, that was powerful. But the love formula started taking place. And the second thing you need to do, and what I did was, is I began to take 
the words of God. Like this was from 2020 about the Lord opening a new door. You know, supernatural increases never before. So what I did was, is I took the words that were given to us by Dr. Savell, Pastor Justin, you know, all the people that would come in. And what I'd do is I'd make these little pamphlets, and I would write these words on them. I'm persuaded that this is going to happen to me. And I would go over, and I would begin to fill my heart and fill my garden with these words, right? And so I'd begin to do this. My seed has more value, supernatural increase in all areas. That has never happened before. Clear vision. I'm focused on this, you know. And so I would find scriptures that would go with it, scriptures that would talk to me. I need to anchor my soul. Just like when Abraham, right, and the Lord, you know, he walks through that blood and he sees it and he smells the stench of those animals and he sees all that blood and he walks through it and it just puts this mental image. I mean, it just anchors his soul, right? And so I find verses for me that work for me. And so I went in here and I put all these verses down that talk about the blessing and how the blessing is on his people and my generation, right? And then I start praying it over my family. I start praying it over me. Now the Lord's beginning to manifest. Now my garden's beginning to grow. Now I'm beginning to produce His fruit. Now His fruit, His manifestation is starting to happen in my life. My kids are starting to get blessed now. My kids are even recognizing that the blessing is coming from the Lord. I even had one of them tell me, I know this is from the Lord, right? This is, it happens. And then I, you know, how do you put yourself in the, be the position of the ordinary? And then, of course, you know, in 2018... You know, days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding, right? So I did the same thing. So I made this little thing about my health, my finances, my children, you know, my marriage, JSMI, you know, the calling that I've got, you know, my church. And I put all these things in here, and then I got a scripture. It was like, yeah, Isaiah 54, 2, abundant lifestyle. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let it stretch forth the curtains of your habitations. Don't spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. I'm focused. It's payday. And the next thing you know, I'm writing out a prayer. The Holy Spirit's telling me how to do a prayer about focus, passion, determination, and excellence. And I would begin to pray this every day. And I would walk around the house and pray this every day. And it starts happening in your life. Your health starts increasing. Your finance starts increasing. You start seeing the fruit coming out of your garden. The Lord's able to start working through me now because I'm confessing these scriptures. And then, of course, Pastor Justin, by 2023, right? Ooh, boy. 500 people, evangelist team. Ooh, boy. When he first told me that in 2018, I thought I had to make 500 different evangelist teams. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, no, I just want... We're just going to have 500 people that are going out in the community and evangelizing. So I asked the Lord, and I, I made, he had me make this little flower, right, with like seven areas of evangelism in the community, and then each one reach one, right? So I began to preach it, speak it, pray it over the church, pray it over everybody, right? Five-year strategy. And then I, I went to John chapter 4. That's the Lord told me how I could anchor right there. So I began to pray John chapter 4 that each one of you have an encounter Every time you go out, the Lord's going to set up an encounter for you. You're going to be in the right place at the right time. The Lord's going to give you the words to say. And I started praying this over you guys, right? And praying this over me, right? And so that by 2019, we'll have 80 people going out. By 2020, 160. Now we're in 2021. I counted the numbers, folks. By 2021, we'll have 160 people that are doing something in the community, something in one of the areas of evangelism, whether it's education, whether it's science, whether it's family, whether it's community, right? Whether it's government, whether it's politics, whatever the passion the Lord's put on your heart to do, you're going to be doing it, right? See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing in my heart? See the fruit I'm starting to produce now? See what's going on? And I'm praying this over you guys, right? 
And I counted it by, you know, 2020, we'd have 80 people. We've had about 85 people do events here at this church. So we're right on target, right? And so I did that. And then, of course, oh, yeah, 2021, abundant overflow. So I found a nice big old picture of a waterfall on there, right? I have an appointment today with abundant overflow. Lord, you have piled unlimited supplies. And I found a scripture, Psalms 31, 19. How great is your goodness, Lord, which you have laid up for them that fear thee, which thou has wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. And so now I go around and I confess it every morning. And I, oh man, and I was doing that. I saw what David saw. It's unlimited. It's unlimited. Piles upon piles, heaps upon heaps of your goodness. It's unlimited. And you give it to me. And you show it before the sons of men. I get to walk in your health. I get to walk in your prosperity. I get to walk in your goodness. See what I'm doing? See what fruit I'm producing? See what's coming out? See what's going into my heart now? See what's happening? See? And so I made that in there. And then I, and I put some other scriptures in there that I like. And then I got the words that Dr. Savell wrote. So I put those in there. So I go over these all the time. And then the Lord Holy Spirit had me do this. John 10.10, right? The thief comes not, but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So I set my timer. So in the morning at 10.10, and at night at 10.10, my alarm goes off. And I get to go, and I go right over to John. And I go to chapter 10, and I start reading about the good shepherd. How the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And how he gives me abundance and overflow. And how he leads me, and how he takes me there. And I get all excited about it. And I'm starting to produce the fruit. I'm producing the fruit. And then I say it over you guys. Yes, over your life. Over your life. Over my friend's life. Over my family's life. Yes, this church is blessed. Yes, my friends are blessed. My family's blessed. My health is blessed. COVID, you ain't got a chance, brother. You ain't got a chance, man. Because we're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. We're blessed. Oh, and then I start telling the devil this. I'm a carrier of his blessing. I'm a carrier of the blessing, devil. I'm a carrier of the blessing, devil. I'm a carrier of the blessing, devil. Oh, yeah, I'm a carrier of the blessing. I told I told someone the other day, I said, I was getting my hair cut the other day, and I told her, you know, I've been, oh, pray, pray with me on here. She gets born again, right? Because, I mean, she's really starting to get the word up on this in Jesus' name. And um, I said, Hang around me, girl, and you're going to get the blessing on you. you. I carry the blessing. I mean, I'm contagious. I carry the blessing, right? I mean, that's what the Word of God says, right? He'll manifest himself to you. He'll show himself through you. I was like, oh, man. And so this is what happens to the heart now. Your heart is getting the Word condition in it, right? I'm telling you, the Lord starts opening things up. And the last thing I did is I, I made my little... I did this a long time ago. So I'll, I'll show, I made my little... Fruit of the Spirit color wheel, right? And so I gave each I gave each nine fruit of the Spirit a color, right? And then you know you know each day I'll go over one of them. So mend my heart, right? Mend your heart, mend your net, right? So I went back to that and I said, man, Lord, I gotta go back to Galatians. I gotta go back to chapter five. I gotta start exercising. Get those. Get that flab out, right? Start working on my peace. Who do I need to work on peace, right? Work on peace, the force of faith, right? Gentleness, joy, all that stuff. So I got all these things, right? So now every morning, your prayer time goes from just spending five minutes to now I'm spending two to three hours a day with the Lord and spending about maybe five or ten minutes with sports. So I just want to thank you for listening. I, I, I did a lot of teaching tonight and uh but uh but i just want you to know the lord loves you and your heart is such a wonderful garden and it's, it's such a joy to see your faces and uh man i read it in proverbs not proverbs in psalms 113 where the lord said 
I could take you from the manure pile and I could put you up in the stars just like all the princesses and prince, you know, the prince and princesses of the kingdom of heaven. And when I saw that, I was like, Lord, well, I'm pretty close to the manure pile now when I got born again. And so I was like, I just thank you for what you could do for me. And I mean, he's taken me places. Man, I got to work in a Pentagon. I got to work with some of the finest people, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I got some of the finest jobs I got to do, and it was all the Lord, you know. And I got to meet some of the neatest people, and uh, I got to pray for some of the neatest people and just see the Lord moving a lot of people. And uh, this is what happens when your heart is full with the Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you so much for your word. First of all, you told us that covenant, ooh, man, we start praising you. We, we are joining one in one in covenant. We are walking with you and reaffirming covenant vows, and we start praising you, and you show up to the party, Lord. You start walking with us, and chains fall off, and, and all kinds of victory starts happening. And I just thank you, Lord, for your word that you've given tonight about our heart, Lord. Because I just thank you, because I know right now in the name of Jesus, I know there's promotions out there, Father, in the name of Jesus. I know you're setting people in position right now. I know you're going to give, I know you're going to give promotion to people because you love them, Lord, and because their hearts are clear and their hearts are clean, Lord, and they're going to go on and be promoted. I know you're creating jobs right now. Jobs that never existed before in the name of Jesus. Positions that never existed before. You're, they're going to be in the right place at the right time, Lord. I thank you so much. Their children are blessed. Our children are blessed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it again, Lord. Our children are blessed in Jesus' name. Our children are blessed. Our grandchildren, our future children, our future generations are blessed in the name of Jesus. And you can't have them, devil. You can't have them in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you're in me and I'm in you, Jesus. And the two of us together said so. And your word says so. And I know you're going to bring someone across their path. I know you're going to bring the right people across their path in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a blessed church, Father. This is a prosperous church in the name of Jesus. These people are going somewhere. These people are doing some things. These people are kingdom movers, kingdom shakers in the name of Jesus. These people are going to go in the community. And people are going to see the love of the Lord in them. They're going to see the glow flow in them. And they're going to say, what do you got, girl? What do you got, man? And you're going to tell them. They're going to tell them, Lord. And we receive this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you all. Thanks for your prayers. And, and thanks for this. Thanks.